U of T transportation system expert, Professor Stephen Farber joins us. Professor, nice to have you. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Have I accurately described the dilemma here, which is that you kind of have to run everything at 100% and cross your fingers and hope that people ride? Well, we know that ridership is extremely sensitive to service levels. And uh, historically, when we see service levels drop uh, around the world, but even in this city, uh, ridership tends to go down with those declining service levels. And that's bad for the future of the city. So, I mean, is there a way of calculating the sweet spot where you can offer just the right amount of service, but maybe save a few pennies somewhere? Yeah, I think that um, there's a lot of analysis that can be done. Um, but I, I, you know, rather than cutting services, there's also quite a lot that we can do to make our services more cost effective without lowering the quality of the service. So the number one reason why our buses are just so much more expensive to run than they should be is that they're stuck crawling in mixed traffic. And that means that the TTC has to put a lot more buses on the route in order to maintain those high levels of service. If they're all moving slowly and unpredictably getting stuck in traffic, then you need more buses in order to keep those wait times at 10 minutes rather than 15 or 20 minutes. So if we can really solve that problem of making those buses run faster and more consistently across the city, then we can actually remove a lot of buses from the from the from those lines and save a lot of money in the process. Well, I guess a case study in this would be the King Street right of way, where they didn't speed it up necessarily, but they made it more reliable. And now it carries, I think, the highest passenger volume of any streetcar in Toronto. Uh, oh, that's absolutely right. And many of our buses are already carrying um, thirty thousand passengers a day. Uh, that's as much as entire transit agencies uh, in smaller cities around the country care. So, I mean, the the volume of, of passengers on a lot of our suburban routes is tremendous. And the predictability and the speed of travel that they are receiving from the TTC right now is really poor um, relative to how it could be if those buses were traveling in in bus lanes. And if those buses, say, um, through proper intersection design and traffic signals, if those buses could kind of skip ahead of car traffic at those intersections in order to speed them along their routes. Well, I can imagine it would be a very vivid debate right here on News Talk 1010, <laughs> because we have a high volume of people who are driving a car who don't want to lose another lane of traffic. Yeah, I understand that sentiment entirely, and it's totally natural. I just want people to remember that every subway line at capacity replaces a 10-lane highway worth of lanes in each direction. And every bus that's crammed right now in the suburbs, uh, you know, carrying 100 passengers, is taking 100 cars off the road. So there is, um, you know, this perception that, Allocating space to buses is going to be bad for drivers, but there's a really strong uh, potential that traffic actually gets better the more successful TTC is uh, at taking other drivers off the roads. And that's really the only way we're going to improve the experience of all um, travelers in the city over the long run. There's no um, 
building roads. You know, there's no more space for roads in our cities. We're not going to um, alleviate congestion in our cities by allocating more space to cars. The only way we can do that is get more cars off the road. And this is one of the best ways we know how to do that is to create really attractive public transportation. Thank you very much for this. Nice to have you this morning. Thanks so much and have a good day.